T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at a Chuckers show. Final hour of the program's the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. Chuck Rose gets first request. A little pride and joy from Marvin Gaye. I, every time that that Motown documentary is on. Hitsville? Yes, Hitsville, USA. Every time that thing is on, I watch it from start to finish. I, I love that. I, I absolutely love that documentary. It, it's fabulous. And when they do the breakdown of what's going on and just all the different layers, it's just it's just phenomenal. I, I love that that show. So little Marvin Gaye to get us going here. Uh 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. We'll get to uh that's life coming up here in just about uh 15, 20 minutes. From right now, we'll also talk about uh, Survivor Series, uh, which I watched uh, over the weekend as well. That was a fun show, huh? I saw, I didn't watch it, but I saw some stuff on social media. Some, oh, yeah, some big things happened there at the end of the program. And they had, they had the most social media interaction in WWE's history. Like that, that CM Punk coming out, it got like forty-seven million views. For that clip that they played on their social medias, forty-seven million. Let me ask you this. Views. Let me ask you this because mm-hmm. I saw this too. Seth Rollins was that a work or was yes. that real? No, it was, a, it was work. a work. Yeah, I mean, so supposedly he's going to get in the mix of both Roman and Seth. Like they're going to plug CM Punk into some kind of program with one or both of those guys. Um, it was a work because you could. It got to a point where it was too over the top. Like, it was too over the top. Now, he used every F-bomb he could use, and they don't really allow that in the WWE, but um, that was a work. That was a, was a work when all was said and done. Um, what isn't a work is the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Smith, sitting down with Dukes and Bell every Wednesday afternoon. So, Dukes and Bell have been up in Flowery Branch all season long on Wednesdays talking to the head coach. They'll be up there all season uh, moving forward here. Six more weeks um, uh, to go out here. But let's, uh, let's, hear about the head, let's hear from the head coach when um, he talks to those guys. Uh, here's Arthur Smith talking about how the O-line responded and certainly took over that game against New Orleans. Obviously, a couple close games that uh, were frustrating, but, you know, we did it to ourselves, and that's why you keep working. And that's what I said last week, and, 
I'll find out a lot about yourself when you your backs against the wall in university, see what you're really about. And I thought the best thing about that game was the way our players focused. But if you watch the offensive line, you go back and watch that tape, the intent, it was different. You can, you know, say number of carries against Arizona, but it wasn't the same intent. And uh, Coach, why, those goes. Why, why? Why? And did you say anything to them? Yes. Okay. Can you share and why? Because it's just practical. But that's that's who those guys were. That's the expectation. But that's your job. It's a you know as players and coaches and in professional football. And well, look, um, they were over five yards of carry um, last Sunday against New Orleans. 82 rushing attempts the last two weeks, 41 per game, 41 against New Orleans, 41 against Arizona, obviously the bye sandwiched in between, but they were four and a half yards a carry. And by the way, they've gotten down to 3.9 yards a carry against Minnesota, 4.5 against Arizona, and then 5.6 yards per carry against New Orleans. 21 pass attempts each of the last two games, 41 Russia. That's Falcons football. That's what their bread and butter is. To steal a Bo Bachism, hey, that's their playing personality. That's their playing personality. Run it 41 times with 21 pass attempts, and good things happen. Here's uh, Arthur talking about the ability of Desmond Ritter to rebound. And that's why there's so much conviction. And it's one thing for me to say it, but just look at the actions of the players. He's a young quarterback, right? So he's 7-6 and six as a starter. You know, every game's just about coming down to the wire um, as you're working through it. And there's a lot, history will tell you there's a lot of young quarterbacks, and you got to, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be right around them. And, and you know, it's you can look at, study all, all these different scenarios. But when, when a young quarterback's in there and he's proven, you know, he's, he's been good and, in, in big moments. I mean, even the Tampa game. As bad as he felt about those turnovers, we had to go win the game. And in the, the ball he throws to Kyle, you know, gets us a chance to win in regulation and, and a, where, you know, we didn't even make it that hard. And, and, you know, credit to Tampa, they knocked it out once on the red zone. You know, CQ, you know, so there's a lot going on, but he's shown that over and over again. Well, as we said, um, the stat that I've got here is that Jalen Hurts and Desmond Ritter, NFL leaders in game-winning drives. Jalen Hurts with four, Desmond Ritter with four, Russell Wilson with four. That's your three leaders as far as game-winning drives go. By the way, he has the same number of wins in his career as Justin Fields. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to bring that up or anything like that. But um, Listen, this is what I've always said about Desmond Ritter. This is why I like him. I think he's a winner. Is he winning at a rate that we should? Probably not, but he's a winner. He's overcoming adversity, and he's getting better. I know people don't want to hear that, but he is getting better. Unfortunately, though, those couple of rotten apples make the whole batch spoiled. And that's what it becomes is he gets a couple of those bad moments in a game, and it takes away from everything else that he does. All right, here's, uh, let's see. Oh, the idea of Bijan being saved for later on in the season. Oh, it, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. And, uh, you know, it, 
for better or worse, I tried to give some context of some of the things that people brought, brought about in the red zone. Uh, you know, it's a, such a long season. And, guys, it's not sometimes physically. It's mentally some, sometimes, especially these rookies, when, when there's so much pressure and hype. Like, you know, it's our job to and, – and it's on the player too. But as you, as you get them through their first professional season, you know, it's there. There are some peaks and valleys, and um, I think what you're seeing now. I mean, we saw it early in the year. There was obviously a little bit of a lull in the middle of the season, but you're seeing a guy that's figuring it out. You know, week in and week out. I mean, it's such a long damn season. Like but right you now, see it. But you, you see, see it. it. You see it. Yeah. And that's what we expect. And and it's a credit to Bijan. Well, look. We talked about this extensively in the offseason where pro football focus said that, hey, Bijan's got an outside chance of leading the league in rushing. And by the way, do you know, do you know Bijan's on pace to break uh, what um, Tyler Algier did last year? He's on pace for more yards than Tyler Algier. But here's the thing. We talked about this. When you've got those three guys, use them all in different ways. I love watching Cordero Patterson run the football and just run people over. And the ability of Bijan to catch pass out of the backfield, take a toss and just run in. I mean, there's all kinds of things. And you pound it late with Tyler Algier. There's, there's all kinds of different ways to use those guys. Use all of your weapons. What's the old saying? An unused weapon is a useless weapon, right? Isn't that from war games? An unused weapon is a useless weapon. Use all of your different weapons. And they're finding a way. I don't think it's a matter of they don't want to give Bijan the ball. It's just that they have three guys who can do all kinds of different things and, and, and accumulate yards and points and everything else along with it. Uh, all right, here's Arthur talking about the two picks from uh, Desmond Ritter. Multiple the things would be true, you know. What I mean, yeah. like like when you're going into that, and you know, everybody's looking for something to blame. You know, it's like crappy call, crappy route, you know, like, <laughs> you know bad throw, whatever all of the it is. above. <laughs> no. Well, he's just yeah. I mean, look, if a play doesn't work, that's your responsibility. Yeah. It's like they're asking me about you know, like like that's the way it goes. Like if you get beat and obviously it didn't work, okay. That, wasn't a good call, or we got to, you know, coach better every way. And that's not being a martyr. It's just right. it's pro football. But when you go in there and it, it got too condensed and a little short on a route, a little condensed right there, and, you know, the way the miscommunication was with the throw, and then obviously we all saw the result. And we got to work through that, and we got all got to do a better job. So it's like multiple things could be true at once. Right. It's like it's the quarterback's fault. It's the play caller's fault. It's the run, you know, that's why we want to get it right. We don't want to put it on No, but I'm just yeah. saying, but yeah. as I said, multiple things could be true in one play. And that's right. I mean, when you look at that play, especially the the red zone interception right before half, Bijan pulled up his route. Ritter didn't make the right read. Um, there was probably too much traffic for Ritter to throw into from play design. Like, there's multiple things that happen on that play. And it, I know it's easy to just, we want to throw a dart at one person. But... A lot of times on those kinds of plays, there's multiple things that are going on. And that's why I that's why I talked about in the first segment about the Kyle Pitts thing. It's not all just quarterback or coach or whatever like that. At some point the responsibility's on the player too. All right, here's um 
Here's uh, Arthur talking about young guys on the defensive side of football that might be playing more. Yeah, that's why you continue to work. That's why our guys, our guys like to practice. I know that sounds, it's it's funny that it's that's a rare trait now. It used to be the norm, but uh, I think that's that's what I think is so I love about our guys is they actually they go out there and they work and they want to work. And uh, history will tell you, it, I don't know how you get better at job. I mean, you go back, I'm sure, to y'all's early days where you are at now, and that's what you you need reps, and those guys continue to work, and uh, it's cool to see. Coach, any update on, on any injury situation for our guys? Well, monitor Landman, Nate, you know, that's another guy that's developed, right? Nate yeah. uh, playing really good football for us. Hopefully get him some work tomorrow. We just have to see how it goes. Well, uh, let's start with the Nate Landman thing first. He's been outstanding for this team as a backup, taking over for Troy Anderson. I love and, – and look, he had a good preseason. He had a good uh, set of preseason games as well. He was really one of those guys that was standing out, and I'm I'm glad he's getting this opportunity. Not glad that that Anderson is hurt, but I'm glad that Landman is getting an opportunity to show what he can do. Again, a guy that's an overachiever. You need some of those guys on your football team. Now, as far as the younger guys, okay, I mean, Arnold Ebicady has got to play more pass rushing snaps. That's what his skill set is. And – He's got to be in more on downs of influence because he's your best pass rusher. And I know he had the sack on Sunday. I think he's got four and a half right now. But, again, and I'll say, we're now – do you know where we rank in sacks, Orn? just out of curiosity in the league? 15th. 28th. I was way off. Um, we're not, we've got 22 sacks on the year. We're not 28th in the NFL. Okay, And I brought this stat up on Sunday because we had this argument about Jesse Bates. Give me a guy that sacks the quarterback 10 or 12 times. He's worth more than any safety in the league. Oren, the top 12 sack teams in the NFL, how many of those teams out of 12 teams – have records above 500. The top 12 sack teams, yes. I would say eight of them. Nine. It's close. Nine of the 12. Of the 12 bottom sack teams, Oren, how many teams are above 500 of the top 12 bottom sack teams? I would say zero. Three. God, I'm way off on yeah. both of those. Because Jacksonville, Detroit, Detroit was having trouble sacking the quarterback early. They're one of the not when they played the Falcons. They well, were no, they, yeah, exactly, and 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 not since, not not since they figured some things out. So it's three. Do that. Do with you will with that number, but that's what the league is. All right. When we get back, it'll be time for that's life. Um, I don't know if Warren has seen this, but Hall and Oates are going after one another. We'll talk about that next. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 92 on the game, odyssey.com app. When I feel cold, you warm me. And when I feel I can't go on, you come and hold me. It's you and me forever. Sarah. 
Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at it, John Chuckery Show. 9.23, live in the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-726-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line. A couple of quick auction items here, um, Oren. A 1963 box of jello strawberry okay so you remember the little jello boxes yeah i remember them okay a 1963 jello strawberry complete box with a baseball card of brooks robinson on it recently sold for a box of jello sixteen thousand eight hundred dollars that box when it was purchased probably cost about a nickel oh yeah yeah, seven or eight. So cents, the return maybe. on investment there is mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty good. How about this one? The road green jersey worn by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in his rookie season sold at auction six hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. Six hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars for a Kareem yeah, pretty cool thing jersey. Oh my God. It, and this thing is beautiful, too. Like, this yeah. thing is beautiful. Um, all right. Have you seen this story, Oren? So I have. One of our, yes. So one of our favorite duo, and, and it was a few years ago, we went to a concert and saw Hall & Oates and Tears for Fears. Tears for Fears. We missed the first half of Tears well, yes, for Fears. Yes. Sitting outside talking, and then we heard... Uh, uh, we heard one song. We heard... Um, what, which one did Sowing we hear? the Seeds of Love. We heard yes. that being played outside. Yes. We're like, wait a minute. That's not, that's not, yeah, we that's missed, them playing right now. We, we missed Everybody Wants to Rule the World. We missed um, Shout. Uh, we missed Head Over Heels. Um, but we did get one or two songs. Mother's Finest. Um, so, Sowing the Seeds. Like, wait, that's, that's, that's a not hit. a DJ. That's them. Yes. Um, so, you've seen this story that they are. Daryl Hall has filed a restraining order against him. So when I saw it originally, I saw when the lawsuit had just been filed, and it was secretive. Right. And everyone was like, why why, why, why are they suing each other? What is going on? Why the, these two guys are – and then all these other stories start coming out. There was a uh, an interview that uh, John Oates did with Bill Maher a few no, years ago. Daryl Hall. Daryl Hall. Was it Daryl Hall? We yes. talked about how, like, we have a – we have a business relationship. He said it. What he said wasn't we personal don't, at all. We don't have a spiritual or brotherhood. We have a business partnership. Now it didn't start out like that. Like they were good friends starting out. But I they, imagine so. Yeah. But but I, I've heard that before though. So basically, the crux of the matter is, like most artists nowadays, they want to sell their catalog. John Oates wants to sell. Part of their, his part of the catalog that they own, probably for good reason. If I had to like look Hundreds at the net worths, the net now, worths of the two. Now, now remember, John Oates got into a lot of financial trouble even as late as the '90s and stuff. So he was nearly bankrupt. So he was in financial trouble. So he probably wants to sell this off to get a couple of hundred million dollars. Yeah. And, and and this is the thing that artists are doing nowadays: is selling off their catalog. Because it's worth so much money. I mean, that's why Taylor Swift is re- recording all of her albums again. 
because she wants to own the masters on her songs. She wanted the masters because she could distribute it at your own will. You can do whatever you want to and with your you music. And if you want to sell them, I, her catalog will be worth billions at some point. So that's why. So again, he filed. So he doesn't want to sell, but John Oates, with the company that has part of their catalog, he wants to sell. And so they were. He filed a restraining order against him and. He's been pretty, Daryl Hall's been pretty, like, you know, standoffish. You see the idea of, yeah, you know, this guy was just, you know, my business partner and all that kind of stuff. God, man, those two guys. I know. Like, like you wouldn't think those two guys after this. I mean, it's been, what, 50 years they've yeah. been together. Um, so, reading some more stuff I've I've read, and, I, you know, it's just, you don't know whose opinion is right or who's what's valid, but I've read more than one person saying that Daryl is a bit of a, a blank blank. Yes, I've and, heard that before, too. He's, yes. he's sort of the, yeah, and while I think, too, he's got more of the songwriting credits oh, yeah. than, than so, Oates does, and then he's got the, he had the Daryl's Darryl's house where he had the, yes. so like he's got, of the two, he's got he did okay with his money, but at the same time, he's not thought of very well in, in music circles. It's so a lot of their early stuff was written by Daryl Hall and his girlfriend, Sarah Allen. They wrote a lot of the, they wrote a lot of the songs together. Now, John Oates, there, there are certain songs that John Oates, he contributed a lot to Maneater. You know, that was one of the songs. And, and there are, and look, there are John Oates songs, like uh, Possession, Obsession, and some songs like, like they're, they're good songs, but Daryl Hall is sort of the creative guy. But he always did credit. And by the way, you know they don't call themselves Hall and Oates. By the way, it's, it's Daryl Hall, Hall and John, John Oates. Oates. Yes. yes, they don't call themselves Hall and Oates. They always use their their full names on all of that. So, all right, one other quick story here. Um, Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. Okay, you familiar with that publication? I am, I am. They don't use AI to, to bring their authors in. No, they don't. Um, any idea what the word of the year is um, from Merriam-Webster's Dictionary? By the way, it's not artificial intelligence or AI. Um, it's not X. Any idea what the word of the year is? Oh, it's always something related to a big story in current current news oh wow yeah i'm gonna spend too much time trying to think but what is it authentic is the word of the year for miriam webster yes that makes sense because of the story we told earlier about ai being are you real or are you fake and they also tie it into um taylor swift (laughs) really just just everything everything ties into taylor swift by the way did you see where she's going to spend most of December at Travis Kelsey's house. So we talked to did a story, uh, was it last month on Dukes and Bell, where they bought a house together in the Kansas City area. She, He bought a house. He bought a house. He bought a mansion in Kansas City, and she's going to stay because she doesn't go back on tour until February. She's going to stay most of December. She's going to make well, so much freaking money off this tour but that's what but see what they're talking about is now we're going to see if the relationship is real or not thinking if they're going to be in the the same place at the same time exactly for an extended period of time yes and that's what they're 
That's what they're talking about. Because there's been lots of rumors about they're going to get engaged here soon and stuff like that. I mean, I mean hey, so, uh, listen, I'm going to lock that down if you're Taylor Swift. Listen, I, I, I think it's – truthfully, I think that relationship is fantastic. I love it. They're I, happy, I, man. Yeah. And like, he, what, what's, you can tell that genuinely, that? like, genuinely – he had wanted to go out with her for yes. a very long time, yes. and he got the chance to. So this is not something I think that's like, oh, I saw her one night at a like. No, no, he is. He's had a crush on her for a for a hot minute. Right. So and and look, she had broken up with her boyfriend of like six years right before this tour started and all that kind of stuff. So what what is the what? Why are people hating on it? Like I I think it's great. I think they're hating on it just because of the fact that it it. Kind of got pushed into people's faces in an arena that maybe they didn't want it pushed in their face. Like the whole <sighs> sports kind of needs to be separate from everything else now. Like, oh well, I want my sports to be sports. I don't want Taylor Swift in my sports. Like, get over it, man. It's it is what it is. By the way, last year's word of the year was gaslighting. Uh huh. Um, the other the other top words for 2023 in no particular order, Riz. Which is slang for romantic Char- appeal of or, yeah, or charm. Charisma. Now we we've talked about spinner. That's a slang for please. Huh? Please don't. Oh. Please don't. Uh kibitz, uh implode, dead name, doppelganger, and coronation. Oh, and deep fake, dystopian, covenant, and indict. <laughs> indict, that's a good mm-hmm. one. <laughs> All right. So with that, tonight's top ten list. So we talked about Hall of Notes. We did and, talk and about Hall of Notes. I think we certainly would have both of those on our list. Your so, top ten favorite music duos. Because of all you time. mentioned Hall of Notes, John, mm-hmm. and it was such an easy guess for me. Mm-hmm. I am not going to include them. Not just okay. one of my favorites, but I thought, you know what? There are others that I want to include on here. Okay. Well, the floor is yours, Oren. Okay. We are going to start off with. Atlanta's own Outcast. Yeah, I've got them on my list as well. Big Boy and Dre, uh, they not they're not doing music together anymore, but just is had that, a run is that, that was just weird. Is that album kind of weird? It's the flutes, it's all instrumental. So I was it's driving no home singing. from another job uh like a week week and a half ago, late mm-hmm. just was late at night and it was a day it came out. It was a Friday, and I played it earlier today. I just wasn't feeling it. Something about it being late at night and just being in sort of like in a in a more relaxed mood, mm-hmm. it it hit. And I was okay. like, you know, I, I I I get this. Like I I understand the appeal of this now. So. I, I've heard bits and pieces, but I've not listened to it all the way through. Okay, not probably your sort of just. Well, I threw these guys on the list together because they've made great music together. They're not a, a, an actual group group, but. Loggins and McDonald. Oh, Kenny okay. Loggins Messina. and uh, Loggins and Messina. I'm, I'm taking out Messina. I'm putting in Michael McDonald instead. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna put in Michael McDonald. Uh, well, Mick- they, they. I mean, look, Kenny Loggins helped write some of those Doobie Brothers hits, like "What a Fool Believes." And, and then all Michael that kind of stuff. sang backup vocals on a ton of Kenny Loggins oh, stuff too. So. Yes. Uh, Mick and Keith. Yeah, the Glimmer Twins, as as they are known as. Yeah. I, I again, here's what I'll say. You need to see the Stones once in your life. I have seen them once. Okay. I- I've seen them once as well. What year did you see them? I saw them in 2021 when oh. they were at Mercedes-Benz. I saw them in 1989 oh. for the Steel Wheels Tour. With, with Guess who opened for them? Was it Journey? 
No, it was Living Color was the Oh, wow, because they were there. That was it. Yeah, speaking of, uh, of CM Punk right yes. now, yes. They, they put the remastered Cult of Personality out. But, yes, they were the opening act, and that was a that was a phenomenal show. Mick Jagger was making out with the background singers. That probably was, yeah. Oh, abs- it was just phenomenal. This older version of Mick, he was talking about his uh, – his rendezvous at Claremont Lounge and the dancers he met at the Claremont Lounge, which was really funny. And, but. and he, um, when he, when they played Charlotte the last time they were through, he was at a bar. He was he was photographing himself at different bars. That's up what he was there. doing in the yes. not just in Charlotte, but randoms. He would go to a city yes. and he would just go to a bar close to the yes. hotel and just grab a beer yep. and just photograph himself. And yep. folks would be like that. Is that Mick Jagger just right? <laughs> like, I think he went to like Fat Max when he was down here. Oh wow! Yeah, wow! What yeah. a great spot! Yeah, wow! Uh, Donald Fagan and Walker Becker. Yeah, I mean, I've got Steely Dan on my list as well. I mean, that that's that's hard to deny. Uh, Daft Punk, love Daft Punk. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as big into Daft Punk, um, and you know, the whole gimmick of wearing their you know Never motorcycle helmets and all that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. I mean, I like some of their music, but it it can get annoying after a okay. while. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Kind of a newer one, uh, Killer Mike and LP run the jewels. Okay, Marvin Gaye. I, I, I uh, I've I've got family jewels. Is that the that same does thing? not count? Huh? No, no, not okay. even close. I take care of them though. I'm sure you do, John, okay. and I'm glad you do. But I don't need to know that. Okay, uh, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Uh, I have, believe it or not, I have them on do my list as okay. well. Absolutely, yes. Uh, Salt and Pepper. Oh, really? Not yes. nice. I saw them live. During the summer when they were here touring with LL Cool J. Nice. And outside of LL Cool J, they got the second biggest ovation of the entire night. Was Spinderella with them? Spin or? is no longer with the group. Spin, they have gone their separate ways now. Okay. So, yeah, it's kind of contentious between the three of them, actually. Wow. Okay. But, yeah. Oh, uh, really? It's contentious between them. Wow. Contentious, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wham. Oh, that. Dang it. Wham. Dang it. Ridgely and. Dang it. And I should have had that George, one on my yeah. list. Ridgely I missed out on that one. And then my final one, they don't sing, but the production group of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Well, yeah, that's all. Of, again, they were in time. Starting with the time, yeah. yeah. And, then and, and then obviously they missed they, a flight. The uh, whole the whole Minnesota music scene, again, yeah. Janet Jackson's first album, Control, and all the stuff that they did. The uh, new edition, Boys to Men, is, uh, just all that stuff. Who? Which one is it? Is it L.A. Reid or is it Jimmy Jam or Terry Lewis that's married to um, Karen White? Oh, it must be Jimmy Jam because I don't think I don't think L.A. Reid's married to Karen White. Okay, so it must be Jimmy Jam. Okay, I, I knew one of those either Babyface L.A. Reid. Babyface was with Terry Lewis. Well, she, but I, I know it wasn't Babyface. But again, it was one of those two combinations that was one of those guys was married to Karen White. Terry Lewis, yeah, it was Terry okay. Lewis. Okay, okay, there you go. So, all right, I have uh, Steely Dan, Tammy Terrell, Marvin Gaye, Outcast on my list as well. Um, listen, I love these sappy music. I love the Carpenters. Okay, and I love Captain and Tennille. Okay, and the late great Daryl Dragon. Um, Do again, it to me one more time. Um, I, again, uh, the love is um uh. What do you call it? Um, Love will keep us together. What a great song. And then, um, who is who wrote that song? Oh, I don't know who wrote that song. Neil Sedaka. Neil Sedaka. 
Neil Sedaka that right. wrote that. That is right. You are absolutely correct. By the way, he got back into music by meeting Elton John at a party, and Elton was drunk and signed him to his label, Neil Sedaka. That's the Sedaka's Back album with the fedora isn't that, on it. Isn't that like Love Keepers Together? Maybe I'm thinking it was a remake or something. No. No, okay. He wrote that song. Yes. Um, Heart. Okay. They Incredible voices. Yes. Incredible, I, I, incredible I, I, I voices. Think, I think Nancy Wilson is one of the great singers of, of all time. I had Hall of Notes on here. I do love the Righteous Brothers. I I, okay. I, I, I love that, that. You've lost that love and feeling. Um, what's those two guys' name? Bill, um, um, what's the Righteous Brothers' real names? I can't remember. I'll look now. that up because I don't know that one either. Uh, I'm surprised this wasn't on your list. Eurythmics. Uh, like, I, I thought about them for a minute, but there were some names that I kept. Uh, there's a couple of names on my list that I actually crossed out, but the, the Arabics weren't one of them. Okay. And then my last one is Bill and Bobby. Okay. Yeah. Bill um, uh, Medley. Bill Medley, yes. Who sang on uh, Time of Your Life um, uh, with Jennifer Warren's in, in uh, what was that movie? Uh, Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Um, I, I'm a little bit surprised you didn't have this one. I know they're a group, but it's the two guys that are the front men. Tears for Fears. I thought about Tears for Fears. They Old were one Oldsable that I thought really, really hard about. Yeah. I, yeah, it, you're right, yeah. Songs from the Big Chair is one of the great albums of all time. I'm telling you. Songs from the Big Chair has just hit after hit after hit. That's sitting on my shelf at home. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. good stuff. All right, when we get back, we'll talk about Survivor Series and all the surprises that we got for it. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports Radio Network to the game, honestly.com app. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back at a Chuck Green show. The late, great James Ingram from, you know where he's from? Somewhere in Ohio. Akron, Ohio. That's where I went to school, or in college at least. So. 404-726-0929. And the great Patty Austin. I always thought Patty Austin was the one who was Morta in this uh, duet. Um, you said she was what now? Morta. Dead. I oh. thought it was her that was dead, but she she's alive, I guess. Okay. I thought I thought she had died years ago. I knew I knew James Ingram was dead, but I thought she had died before that. But she's still alive. From like, I guess let's say like seventy-five to, I'll give him post. No, actually I got to go further than that. Let's say like eighty-nine, ninety. Mm-hmm. Was there like a bigger R&B producer in the world than Quincy Jones? Oh, start well. Okay. I started at 75. Okay, okay, I was going to say, because you got to include Brothers Johnson, and you got to include Off the Wall, before Thriller and all that. I mean, Off the, off the Wall and Brothers Johnson, those those albums alone. Like his, quote, compilation album, so to speak. Yes. Like, they just were just loaded with just, just gems, man. Yeah. This was actually on uh, General Hospital. This this was uh this was a song from General Hospital, the, the soap opera. There were multiple like songs that were inspired by soap. This was on a soap opera. Rise by Herb Albert was on a soap opera. I mean that's where it's where you had to make music, right? TV yeah. themes and all this kind of stuff. I mean so. 
All right. Well, we had Survivor Series on uh, Saturday, and um, I, it's funny because every time the WWE now does one of these, as they call them, premium live events, they're setting all kinds of records. They sold they, – they had SmackDown on Friday and Survivor Series on Saturday. And basically, Orrin, this is at the Rosemont Horizon, okay? So if you, if you know that, it's not called the Rosemont Horizon anymore, but that's the building that DePaul played in, right? Big basketball arena. They sold 34,000 tickets in two nights. Back-to-back nights of wrestling. They had Friday and Saturday and sold 34,000 tickets to the event. Now, Survivor Series is one of their tentpole events. So, yeah, that's LG, one of the yeah, LG ones. Right. I mean, SummerSlam, so, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble. Exactly. That's Survivor one of the, That's one of the four tentpole events that they that they run. Um, and it used to be on Thanksgiving Day. The, the first Survivor Series were Thanksgiving Day. Um, and then it moved to, like, you know, then it moved to Fridays, then it moved to Saturday, uh, Sundays, and then Saturday. So now they do it on Saturday. All the premium live events are on Saturdays now. Um, it was a good show. It was a war games. So an ode to Dusty. Um, you know, this was Cody Rhodes' first chance to be in a war games. But obviously the big thing was the fact that they they brought Randy Orton back. We kind of knew that was going to happen, but we didn't know he was going to be there because that was the tease of the night was whether or not he was going to show up. They brought Randy Orton back, who hasn't wrestled in two years. He's been injured. He's had double back fusion surgery. That pop he got. Oh, my gosh. He got double back fusion surgery and was out for two years. Two years. He got a, he got a, better, he got a bigger pop than, than CM Punk, I want to say. I, it was pretty comparable um, because CM Punk was back in his hometown, and they were going off the air, and we didn't know if it was going to happen. And then as they put the logo down, the copyright logo for WWE, then the remastered, the new version of Cult of Personality hit. And they blew. And the thing that they, and Triple H talked about this in the post, uh, post, uh, post um, um, scrum, like in the, in the scrum that they, they, they do a press conference. That's weird now. to do the press conferences now. Well, I, I found it a bit odd. Because Tony Khan likes to do press conferences. He goes out there for two or three hours. But Austin has talked, Steve Austin has talked about this. Triple H talked about it. The acoustics in that building are better than most buildings. It's the wood roof and the way the acoustics work. It makes everything louder. And Steve Austin has talked about this for years, that that was his favorite building to wrestle in because the acoustics are so good in it. And when he came out and it just blew everything apart and they did 47 million views on their social media pages for that little video clip of him coming back out. 47 million. You think State got a lot of, of views when he got whatever he got for Stetson Bennett or whatever? He got They got 47 million views. Well, that's different, though. Like You can scroll down a tweet, and that counts as an impression. Like You have to physically watch or tune into the, the rest yes. for it to be a watch. To, like. to, yeah, to get to get the video. Twitter views sometimes, or Twitter impressions are sometimes a little bit misleading because, like, oh, I, I, I didn't read the tweet. I saw it. I saw it, but I just sort of scrolled down. So when he said he had ten million impressions. It was more like 
all right, well, maybe 10 million. It was viewed 10 million times, but 10 million, right. it didn't have 10 million interactions. Right. I, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not impressed either way. But uh, anyway, but 47 million views of that video. And the WWE just keeps making money hand over fist, and that's why they're worth billions out of all of it. So, all right, there you go. All right, we're going to wrap it up with a love TKO up next. Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio, and Nights on the Game, Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.